Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. I'm Kathy Anello here with our co-host, Tim Palma. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, everyone. It's so great to be seen, or I guess heard, rather, on this lovely rainy day. You know what's fun is that it, for us it's always morning. I don't know when anyone else is listening. Like they could be like five o'clock in commute traffic, and they're like, "Good morning, what is this like crazy day?" And so uh, what I love about doing a podcast in the morning is uh, we're fresh, and we don't have any sort of ability for other things that have happened throughout the day to cloud your experience. You are open, fresh-minded, clear-headed with what, you know, you had no intoxication during the day. Like, you're just like, okay, this is the real deal here. So that's why we do a morning podcast. Uh, I was just going to say that I really enjoy, I really enjoy the morning aspect because it, it's quiet when we start doing this and my phone's not ringing off the hook. I don't have a ton of other things pulling me in different directions. Um, even though sometimes, you know, like we had discussed a little bit earlier, uh, it's difficult to wake up to do these things because uh, of life, just in general life, you know, not sleeping good, explosions outside your house, whatever. No, no big deal. Minor, hey, just a little minor thing, a minor transformation blowout at 3 a.m., not a problem. Yeah, uh, it's fine. But it's still life, right? Like that is just so life. We have to deal with uh Every comes up in every single moment. And you and I were talking about sleeping in. And, you know, I'm sure everybody who's listening to is like, sleeping in is such a luxury. You know, it's, it's like this luxurious, like, I slept in, you know. And it's so, we don't always do it. Like, we hardly ever do it. And one of the reasons I think that is, is it's, it's A, difficult to do because of our devices that are around us. There are so many pings, bings, vibes, and other things that come from the cell phone. And that morning I was telling you that I slept until uh, 11, which just a little background is that I didn't go to bed till 3.30. It was during a full moon, go figure. Oh, yeah. uh, And so uh, my phone, I accidentally left it at my art studio, and so I didn't have anything that was pulling me up. And it was just really, really nice. So I got to enjoy the rain and take a big, long nap. Wow. Yeah, that's lovely. I, uh, so, so this morning, uh, we, came, we came together to talk about empathy and really what that means and, and how to have it and why it's important. And this was prompted by a... Facebook post that I saw from one of my close friends, Jennifer Young. She's given us permission to shout out and read. And it just when I read it, it was about a week ago, it just struck me in my soul about how divided we are and how empathy is really the piece that needs to come back on all levels in order to find, like, just get us back to a place of peace in our hearts every day because we're all in turmoil every day, even though we're going on with our busy lives, you know, we're doing all this stuff, we're making it where we're having happy moments in our days. There's this uncertainty in every body, every physical body in the world today. You know, maybe there's one Absolutely. percent that know more than we know and they're like, cool, we got this. So mm-hmm. I was hoping to read this, you know, uh, 
on the show real quick and then kind of go from there. So she wrote this, mind you, in 2017. And she reposted it as a post, like, and she was like, yeah, like, wow, this is so, so poignant again today. So that's kind of interesting, too, because that was almost four years ago, right? So here she says, here's, here's my thought through all this. May we all fall in love with the word empathy. Empathy, the ability to identify with or understand the perspective experiences, or motivations of another individual and to comprehend and share another individual's emotional state. Far too many people are only able to empathize with those that are exactly like them or make the same life choices as them. But that's not the true definition of empathy. To be truly empathetic, you must remove yourself from you and remove all judgment of others and immerse yourself in their shoes as if you were them. And then absorb what they are going through and feel it just as if that was you. Very few ever achieve this. So that being said, again, I say, I hope people fall in love with or at least learn true empathy. Just gives me chills. Excellent. Excellent, Jennifer. Yeah. Thank Excellent. you, Jennifer. Yeah. And, and she is, you know, She's a person who, who doesn't stand down with what she believes in. She's really authentic in herself. She always has been. Uh, I've known her for, gosh, 20, 20 years. And uh, it made me think, you know, empathy, seeing with the eyes of another person, listening with the ears of another person, and feeling with your heart that of another person. And I told you that uh, one of the things that's really been, I've been struggling with is watching the lack of empathy for mankind. And, you know, the story that really got me was hearing somebody very close to me, and I heard it third party, so I won't, you know, quote, but saying, just saying something so callous about people who had, you know, were un. Unveed, uh, and and what what could ha- what he care he wouldn't couldn't care less what happened to them, and you know knowing that I have family members that are absolutely unable to do it for for medical reasons. I'm a strong advocate for mandates, and I'm against the mandates, and I'm a strong advocate that everybody needs to understand that not everybody falls into this perfect category, and yeah. so. It, it really struck me that, you know, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Let's just get the singing out of the way. Well, I posted that song on my Instagram <laughs> yesterday because even though it's a song from, like, who knows, like, what year, like, way back in the 50s or 60s, I think, is when it was probably written. Um, but it's like, what are we doing? What are we doing here, people? Why are we acting this way? I was going to you now. <laughs> Oh, oh. So at this point in time, we find ourselves in more division, more separation. And and to me, when I sit back and I watch with like no judgment of what's happening, I can I can see that our news media is playing a big role in our our lack of empathy because they're driving a hard line between the haves and the have-nots. 
And, you know, empathy is not an easy characteristic because it requires you to become vulnerable and allow someone else's perspective to become like your own. Um, I think that when, when we look around at some of these intolerant things that people say about others in regards to taking the, the plunge is uh, that maybe they haven't ever experienced empathy in their life. And so therefore they're not able to cultivate that. Um, you can't operate with within systems that you don't understand. And so I know that one of the other characteristics of empathy that makes it difficult is you have to, you, some people feel like it weakens their position because they are agreeing with the other person that's making the statement. Like, you know, Kathy had a bad day. I, oh, I, I didn't really, it didn't seem like that to me. You know, she needs to get over it. Instead, I have to be like, oh, Oh, I understand. That must have been a bummer. That's crummy. Also, I think that we live in a, a world of fixers, right? Like everyone's trying to fix everything. And so that makes it very difficult because instead of listening, instead of just sitting back and taking it all in, we're, we're attempting to fix things. And I know I do this, especially in relationships sometimes when my partner is having a, a tumultuous day. I will want to fix it. Instead, really what needs to happen is I just need to listen and, and, and you know, say things like, oh, that, that's sucky. That's really crummy. That was a bummer. I'm sorry that happened to you. So on the empathy front. So, on the, so in, in making that connection uh, with another person, say your partner or, you know, your close friend who's just really needing an ear, um, if you can stop, instead of trying to fix it, you know, you know, in my humble opinion, instead of trying to fix it, if we can go to a place of putting ourselves in their shoes. And so this is not just like, oh, my God, the poor people, you know, who, who are the underwriters today. It's like everybody, because even if you're in the elite group now that can do more things than the other group of people, like let's say you made a choice, clearly you're, you've made your choice, you know, and there's obviously, <laughs> well, it's just, I don't mean that. I'm just saying that's the division that they're I know, creating. I, I don't believe that because I am friends with everybody in all walks of, the, of their choices on this, and I don't have a drop of judgment on any of it. My judgment is on our government mandating and separating us and us not being able to come together because of opinions and and, you know, some people really believe this way and some people really believe that way. And so that's created a division. And I'm just saying that I can put myself in both people's shoes and say something's not right here for either party because you're either developing uh, a lack of empathy and missing some type of a sensitivity chip that over here in this group of people who are feeling persecuted by it are not feeling that same lack of empathy for the other group. Like if, you know, it's not happening in full circle. It's not like we're divided. It's like there's people who lack the sensitivity chip right now in certain areas because they have their very strong feelings about it, which I understand. So when you said it's about listening, it is really about listening. And it's really about putting yourself in their shoes while they're talking. 
Oh, it's kind of a roundabout way to get to the finish of this sentence. Yeah. Well, great. You did it. (laughs) You did it. Full circle. Like, Like you have got to step into their shoes and go, what could they be feeling in this moment that's making and causing this action from them? And if you can get there, and God knows I wish that I had this skill in my lifetime, uh, that's when you have a connection and that's when you build intimacy with a person, whether, no matter who it is, because you yeah. just, like you talked earlier, the vulnerability piece of yeah. just saying, this is who I am. Please accept me and love me for who I am. Oh, that's a, know, that's a beautiful right? thing. Yeah. And it's, and you know, the, if you look the, the, emotional. the craziest thing <laughs> about this entire situation is that, the people that are not vaccinated did not create the virus, right? And the the right. people that are vaccinated did not create the virus. And right. now there is so much hate in the in the partisan lines because I feel like this has kind of been politically stimulated or motivated to some extent. Um, and it's, it's further separation, further degradation of the wholeness, the oneness that is us. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I think Ooh. that people forget that we're, this, we're all in the same ship, spaceship Earth. We're moving through the galaxy at like tens of thousands of miles per hour, spinning around a sun that gives light every single day. Like, how can we not see that we're in this together? Like, when did we get so separate? And how have we allowed this to happen? It makes me feel like I'm watching the, the precursor to allowing mass, mass like a uh, Holocaust or something like that, where people are not like sympathizing. People do not understand. And it seems to me that people have decided that instead of being operating from their heart, they're letting their mind play tricks on them. Because the news media has done a wonderful job separating us. And I'd say it's high time that we shut that TV off and wake up, walk outside, see that your neighbor is struggling just like you to pay the bills and do all the things. It doesn't matter what he has or does not have. Like, just everybody love everybody. Come on. Let's get this together. We can do this. Wow. You know, and like you said, helping, helping your neighbors, like when you really break that down, I, there's so many people struggling right now. Uh, like you said, people are losing their homes. People are losing their jobs. People are losing their relationships because they're, they just can't, you know, get it together. And for whatever reason, and, and people are also saying, well, I don't want to be miserable anymore. And I was reading something about these people, like 4.3 million people who have basically left the job force. Uh, and good for and that's them. That's a lot of people. But 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 what we but if you look at it from a spiritual standpoint, it's like they're leaving because there's another path for them. And so you know, people are replaceable in jobs. Like if there's one thing I learned, it's that there's not like you're the one who leaves and everybody cries for a day and then the next person comes into your job and they're like, let me show you where the coffee is. You're like, there's just no, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of empathy when you leave a job for you leaving the job, except for 
the day everybody says goodbye, or if you're fired, like what happened to me many moons ago, uh, you don't get to say goodbye. And, and so I realized after that experience, 11 years at a company, and then in one day I was gone and I couldn't even come back in to, it's all in my book if you want to know the story. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was like, what? You know, like nobody, you know, there was people who reached out for sure, but there was like the people I thought, the main person, the one who fired me, I, I thought he was one of, my, one of my best friends. And so the lack of empathy like stabbed me in the heart. I mean, for, for it, it really threw me off my game because you think you know people and then you find out that you don't and you don't know them at all. And so it, it you know, I've had a few empathy daggers, for sh- non-empathy daggers thrown my way for sure in my life. And I think that it's, you know, putting it that way, it's like, Sorry. I think that it's, it's taught me to be more empathetic and to try and put myself in other people's shoes. And, you know, I'm, I'm a very diverse person. I, I can look at things from all sides because I'm an overthinker and an overanalyzer and I, I love to do research. So it's like, you know, that's the Kathy nerd part. And, and I like to, you know, I like to see what makes people tick. Why do they do the things we do? Why do we do the things that we do? Um, but Man, you can do a lot of point. research and still never figure out people's motives sometimes. But I oh think that I was go, Maslow's hierarchy of <laughs> needs, right, is pretty much the the pyramid for people's motives and intentions, if you really get into the basis of that. Um, so so uh, empathy is a respectful understanding of what other people are, are experiencing. So you don't have to put yourself, you don't have to become what they're believing, but it's a respectful understanding of what they're experiencing. Yeah, and if you think about this whole perspective in the grand scheme of things, this needed to happen. All of this needed to happen for us to become our best and highest versions of ourselves because it shows us what we're lacking. It shows us that there is, we have some work to do as a species to actually become human beings, beings being human. Right now we're acting like a bunch of children <laughs> out of the toy store and our mom won't let us have the toy. And, uh, you know, it's time for us to set down some of these judgments. You know, like Jennifer said, it, that really, I have been to a place um, while sitting ceremony in Colombia, where I came to no judgment. And, and when I say no judgment, I mean K-N-O-W to N-O judgment. And it was the most beautiful, peaceful, tranquil thing because I wasn't running any programs inside my head. I wasn't, I was just at peace with all the things that came to me. And I strive every day to be just like that because when you're in that no judgment of anything everything just seems to roll off your back and it becomes very easy for you to deal with situations um i also feel like uh as far as evolution of the human psyche goes that this is a very important process because if we can't empathize now at this level which by the way it's uh 2021 which I would have assumed that we would have had a lot more stuff figured out. And maybe it's time for us to reflect and look at some of the stuff that holds us back. I'm not saying our politicians do, but I'm saying our politicians do. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> note to self. <laughs> no, I mean, wow. I, 
I'm in awe of this conversation because it needs to be had. And and if everyone could just sort of side of themselves and, and look at the world and really, really look at what has, you know, you and I spoke about this earlier. We could basically say it's been 24 months of transformation of things that have happened that will never be the same for people. Their businesses yeah. were closed. They lost family members. And I didn't do it, and you didn't do it, and they didn't do it. You know, like there's no place to put the blame because nobody's really concreted what really happened and how did this happen to us. And so you've had 24 months of the first 20, you know, the first 18 or 15 were sort of under a quarantine at home. And I said to you, if I could go back and take those 15 months back with what I know now, like it would have played out so much different. I wouldn't have wished it away. I would have taken that time to really just do what, really do the soul searching that I needed to do that I'm almost like doing now and having to work at the same time and do other things at the same time when you just had the time to shut it down and focus. And, Hey, I did a lot of Netflix. It was good. I had, and I painted and I did, you know, I wrote and I journaled and I did a lot of things while I sat alone in my house that have now are irreplaceable, but we had an opportunity to reset the world. And when the world started to be reset, instead of it being reset with us loving our neighbors like we did 15 months ago, you know, people had hearts in their windows. People had, you know, kind words. People were kind to people on the road because it was happening because everybody knew what everybody was going through because we were all going through the same thing. Yeah. And now and it's it just... two different ways and people are angry and people well, are feeling left out and it's, sucks. It sucks. Fear is what keeps us here. Fear. The fear that has been created and stimulated and aggressively pushed day after day for the last almost 24 months at this point in time is what is causing, I think, the biggest lack of empathy is people are, are believe that this group of other people are causing all the problems. And that's not true at all. Well, that's really gaslighting from our government. But, uh, you know, it just occurs to me that uh, we were all together. And it's not that difficult to come back together. And no matter what side of the fence you're on, um, you know, just you've got to make the effort to understand how somebody is feeling and get to know somebody from the inside out. Like really just say, you know, I – because I understand how people are feeling, you know, sort of like, what is our government doing? Like, okay, like even no matter what side of the fence you're on, you've got to be like, yeah, I'm sure they're not telling the thousand percent truth here. Like there's no way that even the most straight and narrow person does not believe that there's something off because we've watched things shift so dramatically. And, and again, it's a global effect. We're all being affected. So we're feeling some degree of the energy in the world of all the heaviness that people are carrying in their lives. And so empathy is the road back to that, is the road back to lifting that. It really is. Like, love your neighbor. Absolutely. Okay. So how do we do it? How, how do we stimulate that kind of growth? and energy in the world besides obviously starting with ourselves and that means being empathetic to our own nature as well as empathetic to our neighbors um 
you know, I think that the first thing you have to do is you have to choose to be empathetic. Even if you don't know how to do it, you have to attempt to do it. And what that means is listen intently, like you've never listened before. Put yourself in their shoes. You know that old old expression, like walk a mile in their shoes? Well, try and do 10. You know, like let's literally try and level the playing field so we're able to have these great conversations and we can go deeper and we don't have any judgment or our preconceived notions coming with us. And, you know, I think that that's a huge part of uh, empathy is you have to put down your emotions and your feelings and your preconceived notions and allow the other person to be prevalent and understood because empathy is actually seeing through others' eyes. And if we can get to that place, what a beautiful world this will be. Um, You know, I also would suggest that in dealing with empathy for other people is maybe argue their case mentally. Like how do, you know, like what, what are their, what are they feeling? And remember that empathy is interesting because it's not necessarily based like uh, empathy has a lot to do with feeling, matching feelings, right? And in psychology, there are these near neurons in our brains. For example, when people yawn, we have an activation of the near neurons and we yawn. So these near neurons want to, because of uh, the social nature of our being, mirror each other. And so um, putting down all these things that we hold on to and mirroring the other person can help us see clearly and have more empathy. Um, And I think lastly, that uh, maybe it's time for us to look into ourselves and and see why we're not empathetic. What happened in our past to cause us not to be? Did we not get shown what empathy was by our, our parents or, or even our coworkers and stuff like that? Like what is causing us not to be empathetic? Um, and once we evaluate some of these things, these processes, uh, the world will be a better place because you start the fire, right? You are the one that's in charge of how you're behaving, acting, and, and doing in the world. And it takes it just takes one. It just takes one. And then there's three. And then there's five. And then there's 13. And, you know, and it's so beautiful things. All good. All good. Oh, my God. I love this conversation, you know. And I was uh, stricken by something I read last night, and it was like no one heals themselves by wounding another person. So, which came back to like full circle where I was talking about this person who was so angry, you know, about his choice versus somebody else's choice. And it was like, what is that even going to accomplish? Like by saying something like that, you're putting this negative energy out into the world towards, towards people that you love, you know, because there's, you know, it was really that close. And I was just so taken aback by it. Uh, And, you know, I wanted to say that, 
you know, I, I guess I have to talk about this podcast podcast on every one of mine, but the Like It or Not podcast with Lauren Strangio, if you have not listened to that episode, you need to go and listen to it. And one of the takeaways for me on that was um, her talking about the shame that people were feeling about their choices and about uh, their feelings that they might have had. And, you know, oh, I've got goosebumps in time, my entire body, but I have really felt shame on a very visceral level in my life and because of choices that I've made. And it is an emotion and a feeling that really clouds you. It's almost like a cloud on top of your head, like, you know, that pig pen in, in Charlie Brown where it just kind of follows you around. Totally. And But empathy is the antidote for shame. Because if you are empathetic with a person who's feeling shame, and, and I know Lauren is, and I know she's doing great work with these people on an emotional and physical level, level. Uh, but it just really struck me that, that empathy is the antidote for shame. It really can help you um, be accepted because shame is about I hid something. I made a decision that went against who I am. I, I lived this life you know, behind closed doors for too long. Whatever your shame is, I, I, I told a lie to somebody and I, I never un, undid that. You know, there's all these different things that cause shame in our life. But if, if we have empathy for that person, you know, and, and we let them know that it's okay that they made that choice and now it's about healing that you made that choice and moving up the ladder of, to another emotion um, from shame, um, you're going to be okay. And that is what lifts the shame, empathy from another person. Somebody gives so shout out to Lauren, who I know is one of the most empathetic people I know. And that episode is really worth the listen because there is one hell of a lot of truth bombs and a little bit of giggles in there, honestly. So uh-huh. shout uh-huh. out to our people yeah, who no, like those, not podcast. Yeah. They always hold it down. They always hold it down. Uh, I had the For privilege sure. of seeing Lauren at, at the Pumpkin Fest this last weekend and uh she's just such a great spirit i gave her a big hug she's like you're glowing i'm like am i am i though <laughs> you are too <laughs> uh-huh. like you are uh-huh. too. Uh, so i think it's about you know really again just if you make the effort to really you know when somebody triggers you and you're like feeling that anger or frustration about their choice or what they're posting or whatever's going on like, just take a minute and go, like, where are they coming from? And and see if that mm-hmm. softens your response, you know? Just. So it sounds like what you're saying is be very curious. Be very curious. Like, why are they choosing this? And, and you know, I was reading something the other day about curiosity. Yeah, curiosity and how, of anger. What a lovely switch. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and, and it was saying, like um, – it is one of the keys to happiness because you learn more about an individual than you could if you were not curious, right? Like, and, and then what is curiosity? Like, uh, just ask a bunch of questions, get to know, dig, figure out. Like, I don't, I partly feel sometimes that there's not, there's not enough curious people in the world and maybe we should just all be a little bit more curious. And, and I, and vicariously, we'll be more empathetic and maybe more compassionate because we'll have a deeper understanding of what the situation that these people are going through or what you're going through, too, you know, like, 
never hurts to ask yourself some questions about what you did or why you did it to feel yeah. shameless, you know, like oh, move amen. the process along. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Compassion is a, a huge piece of this empathy piece, like, uh, you know, and it's a whole nother show, but, but what compassion, passion isn't about like the, the solution. Compassion is giving all the love you have in your body to another person. You know, it's like really just, wanting to embrace them and, and maybe I can't fix this for you and maybe I can't understand what you're going through because that's out of the realm of where I can go in my thinking and thought. But I'm going to give you, I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to sit with you. I'm going to talk this through with you and I'm just going to listen and, and I'm going to give you every bit of love I have in my body. That's compassion. There you go. Uh, like, so <laughs> com- compassion literally means to suffer together so it's not one person's mm-hmm. plight it's our plight this is our position in watching someone that's less fortunate you know eat out of a garbage can like where is the compassion where is the love no one wants to eat out of the garbage can right like no one well I certainly hope no one does but if you do oh. I, I don't judge you it's just your preference but compassion is a it's very survival. very powerful it's an amazing um gift that we have been given and we have some great masters and teachers that have uh, figured out how to be very compassionate and um, you know we we are uh, only as tall as the giants that we stand up on their backs so let's be big kids one of the things that I was thinking about fear that I just wanted to touch back on really quick was that what what fear has a place because fear builds courage, right? And courage is such a great quality to have because that means you're living your life. You know, you're doing, you're doing the do um, because you might be afraid of doing something or making a choice or do, making a decision. And obviously 4.3 million people have made a decision, you know, where they've walked off their jobs in the last month or two. But you make this decision, you know, and then I lost, God, I'm so excited I lost everything. But anyways. No, no, no. So you make a decision to, to, for change. It's just, it's just making courage. It's yeah. a courageous. You're making a totally. courageous decision. So fear motivates courage because if you're, you, I could be afraid of doing something and then it's like jump in your life will appear, you know, it's like you leap, yeah. you know, and the net will be there. Like, so it's, I, in some ways I think fear really has a place because it builds courage. Courage is something that makes you feel mighty and glorious, and especially if you win. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say this. I'm going to clarify that a little bit. Fear is necessary for courage to exist, but courage cannot exist without action. Uh, action over fear creates your new destiny and also gives you courage as a result or bravery. So it's the overcoming of the fear that creates the courage or the the next step in your life. And, you know, me and my friend Nate are at, have been painting in my studio. Shout out to Nathan Belinsky if he's listening. Much love, brother. Um, <laughs> I love our we, <laughs> we, <laughs> we are working on a piece that has um, – it's very abstract. There's Bugs Bunny with boxing gloves on it. 
and there's a really rudimentary gun and it's about taking your shot and rolling the dice and and like you never know where your life is going to go if you don't roll the dice you have to pick up the dice you have to play the game because we know exactly where it goes when we just stay in our houses and watch the television we slowly die and if that brings you great joy i sincerely you know hope that you can find something that's brighter yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, I I love, I love bringing people together, and I think that uh, when we lose empathy, we lose humanity, right? So let's let's pull this back in, and like let's really stand up for what we believe in, and even if you've done anything in any way, we all have to know that there's something not right here. There's, you know, like, and Carter said this on his thing, and I was so empathized or, you know, I really understood what he was saying. He said, there's just something that's not right. And that not rightness is causing the division, which is causing the lack of empathy. And so we have to come as humans, regardless of where you stand on any issue, and remember that we're all brothers and sisters. We're all here. We're all connected. We're just these little people on this globe. Like, we don't know. Like you were saying, like, we're just in this planet. And so we have to come back together as humans. We have to. And, you know, the easiest way for me to prove that we're all connected is through our breath. We all breathe the same air together at the same time. We're all breathing in love. And we are able to be connected on this other thing. I think that looking for commonalities rather than reasons why we're separate is a good starting point. Like, what do we all have in common? I have a mouth. Right. I mean, surround yourself with people who get it, like who get your point of view. And because at least then you're going to get some validation, you know, and have these strong conversations with people and that are that are like-minded or that are open to diverse conversations. You know, I don't think there's anything better than having a diverse conversation that goes well, you know, that, that you're like clicking glasses at the end of it. And, and I love that. And I think we can get more of that and bring more of us back together and ignore the division that our government and, and our local government and all kinds of areas in our lives that it's being created, you know, in so many places. Just come back together. Put down the fear. I know we're we're getting to the end, but I just wanted to say what was coming to my mind was the Starbucks movement where you would buy the Starbucks for the person behind you. We talked about this on a previous show, and I was like, the other day I went through Starbucks, and I had a $5 bill was all I had to give for the tip, and so I gave it to her. And she, like, was lit up, and she said, oh, my God thank you. And I was just like, you know, thank you. Like, thank you for showing up for work today because there's a work shortage, you know, and, and thank you for being here for the people in line for me that can get coffee and go on with like the littlest things that we don't think about that people are doing, you know, for us as a group of people trying to live their lives, daily lives, as simple as Starbucks. So be nice to your Starbucks people, pay for their coffees and tip heavy to, to all your servers right now. I mean, I think that that, again, is one of the most understated the jobs that was really, you know, hit so hard during the, the, the pandemic. Uh, anyways, okay, that being said, empathy is the medicine that the world needs now. So take a dose. <laughs>
Take a dose. Take two doses and call me in the morning. I'll be here all night. And, oh, my God, I know you're going to be sick. All right. Tim, thank you. Uh, Always uh, a pleasure. I, I, I hope that this touches somebody. Like, share, subscribe, review. I forgot to say that at the beginning of the show, but uh, hopefully you've made it this far. And uh, please go give us a uh, just a rating or just a subscription. Like, it really helps. We'll just take a rave review. You know, that sounds great. And, just yeah. like seven or eight rave reviews. Somebody review. Somebody. Anyone out there listening? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Seriously, there's a, there was 150 uh, yes. from, uh, just the other day, so we're good. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you all. Have a great we appreciate day. you. Bye. Much love, money, blessings, everybody. <laughs>